Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Ruthie. Hi, how are you? <laughs> good, good. Welcome to Diddy TV. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank and of course, you. You, you, we just saw your performance. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, to quote you, phenomenal. Um, you. We just heard Phenomenal Woman, which was one of the songs that you did. And we think you're a phenomenal woman, by Thank the way. Thank you. Um, we were so excited to, um, to have you. And um, uh, you're obviously an amazing artist, but... Um, I thought it might, might be nice for people to learn a little bit more about you and your background and how you kind of got yourself here. There's a lot of people that are responsible for me being here, that's for sure. Um, you grew up in, in Texas, I right? I grew up in, in a small Texas. Town. And, yeah, a little town in, in the central part of Texas and started out singing in, in gospel music. I was a, a, a guitar player, a piano player in my, uh, my little local church. And music, to me, was introduced uh, I was introduced to music through gospel music, and it was more of a feeling than it was anything else. I, I just remembered how... Singing in the church. Yeah, and how that made made me feel, watching my uncles and my mother and everybody sing. And I thought, well, this is a great way to feel good all the time. It's just sing. And yeah, so I started singing... Um, at about 12 years old and playing the, uh, started playing the piano first and then switched to the guitar because it's easier to carry around. A lot easier than carrying around the piano. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But piano is a great basis for um, a songwriter, I think. It is the basis mm -hmm. for uh, learning music, period. I found out later on that I went to college. I went to music school in uh, Waco, Texas, and I... Uh, I found out that you couldn't even get a degree without knowing piano. So piano oh. classes were... They were required. They were definitely required. Well, it's, it's, it's a harder instrument than it looks when people see it. They think, oh, I could sit down and play something. Um, but it's, it's a hard instrument to play. But if you master it, it's an amazing instrument. Yeah, it's definitely worth trying, though. I think everyone yeah. should just at least know a little something, a little... A little ditty. A little ditty. <laughs> hey, you at least know what a ditty is. Yeah. <laughs> We've had some people ask us what it is. They thought really? it was a made-up word, yes. No, no. So, so you went to college for music, yeah. um, but you had, you had a lot of relatives that were introducing you to blues music, to uh, gospel, to, I'm sure, in, being in, in Texas, you had country music. You had everything, right? A lot of country music, especially in rural Texas, uh, the... Uh, the uh, country stations were, they had the, the strongest signals. So we heard a lot of country over the radio and I grew up listening to, oh gosh, my first 45 on record, remember vinyl, was um, 
Ray Charles, I Can't Stop Loving You, his, from his country album. Yeah, Ray Charles sings country and western. Yes. I grew up on that album. Did you, you too? Yes. Ah, ah, I knew like, there was something we were connected I, I, with. No, well, see, most people don't know that album. No. Because they didn't know that Ray Charles did a country and western album. And did it very well. And did it very well. Mm -hmm. Yes, very well. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that every uh, Friday night. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved it. And uh, so that got me to really wanting to learn how to play more guitar and, and really listen to, you know, a really a, a little closer to country music, you know, and, and, uh, and the stylings of, uh, of the great singers, you know, Conway Twitty and, oh, my gosh, there's so many. I could go on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, you can go on and on. There are, you mm -hmm. know, so many, so many phenomenal artists. And when I listen to your music, I really hear this amalgamation of all these different styles. Yeah. And I, I think it's great when artists, uh, yeah, they're not really pegged into one genre. When I hear your music, I hear, I hear everything in there. That's what, yeah, there is a little bit of everything in what I do. And that's what makes it fun to, to do what I do every, you know, when I go out every weekend. I can throw a little gospel in, really feel grounding. For me, that's, that's very grounding to, to do a little bit of um, a Sister Rosetta Tharp or something like that. And then blues, a little Mississippi John Hurt. And then go into singer-songwriters, uh, you know, Lucinda Williams, um, Patty Griffin, and then my own material, which is a mix of all of those things, a little folk, a little blues and gospel, and even soul music. Love uh, me some soul music, too. I love me some soul as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and to me, they're, they're, all inter they're all connected. They really are. And I, I, uh, I experiment with it, and I have been since I started playing on... Uh, being on stage, I just experiment with just kind of jumping around from one to the other. I even do a Johnny Cash song in my sets now. I do a little bit of, di of a different arrangement, but I'm just having fun with it. I'm having fun with it. You know, music. Johnny Cash was always cool. He was just one of those always cool guys. Exactly. But I think he got cooler and cooler. Yes. The older he got, he was just... Mm -hmm. And still. And st yeah, and still. Yeah. Um, amazing artist. Did, did you ever get back to your the little town in, in Texas and, yes. and sing at the church? Oh, I, you know, it's been a while since I've been, I travel so much. I'm, I'm just not around enough for actually going to church on Sundays. You know, I'm out doing yeah, what I'm doing you're here. performing. <laughs> yeah, so I take it with me. But, um, yeah, I do get back to my, my town. My sister lives in my mother's house. So, yeah, I get a chance to, to be in that house as much as I possibly can. And it's funny, when you leave a place that you grew up in and you come back and you, you see how small it is. You, you know, it I, seems so big when, you're, when right. you're a kid, right? I go back home and I look at our, our old house and I, I see just how tiny it was when we were all in there. But you said in one of your songs that um, it was great to grow up in a small town. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and why was that experience uh, so great when you look back on it? I think it's... it's uh, again, very grounding for me. Uh, I knew everyone in my neighborhood. You knew every, I could walk to the, you can walk back then, you can walk to the store and walk back home with the, the you know, it was just. Uh, what a freedom. It was safety, mm -hmm. yeah. Safety, a lot of nurturing from the neighbors and my family lived all around me. And, um, and then there's the discipline, you know, that I got from, you know, um, not just my folks, but the neighbors and and uh, and and you know your your friends it, it was just really just everybody knew each other everybody knew each other's business too that's for <laughs> sure 
Yeah, you couldn't keep a secret in a small town, that's for sure. No, you can't keep a secret no. in a small town. But, but I love it. I still love going back and visiting that little grocery store. And, and you town. grew up with a single mom. I did. And um, I read that your mom kept everyone in line. Yeah. Every You had to say yes, ma'am, and no, sir. Yeah. and I um, did. And it's funny, I, I, uh, I joined the Navy after uh, I uh, got my degree in uh, music because it was something I always wanted to do. I just wanted to be able to travel the world. And uh, now I do it through music. But I, um, I went to, I remember going to boot camp and so many of the girls in my squadron had such a tough time with saying yes, ma'am, after everything, uh, and, and yes, sir. And, and I grew up with that in my household. We didn't address As did my I. mother or any elder any other way. So that was not a problem for me. Yeah, everyone that was uh, an adult was either a Mr. or a Mrs. somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, there respect. was a respect. Um, and that's another thing with small towns and, and close-knit families, yeah. So when did you start writing your own songs? When did that, that happen? When, did you start when you were young, or did that sort of evolve? I did. I started um, a little after my baby sister was born, and... Uh, and, and it, was the, it was a way to, to get her to take a nap, <laughs> to go to sleep. And so I started writing tunes on the spot I, I, no, with no guitar. I was just singing to her. And then after a while, I started writing some of that down. It really started with, with singing to my baby sister. And I, I was a babysitter for a lot of the smaller kids in the neighborhood. And so it was a way to just kind of get them to calm down. And it's really how it started. And in my church, I wrote uh, gospel music. I grew up singing a lot of um, Andre Crouch, Sandra Crouch, uh, the Edwin Hawkins, uh, Edwin Hawkins uh, singers. Uh, I grew up singing a lot of gospel, so that uh, encouraged me to want to write more gospel music. So I, I wrote gospel music and, and children's music. I know we, we tend to write what we hear, mm -hmm. and having that background and growing up with that, that gospel background, it yeah. sticks with you. It does. It really sticks with you. Yeah. I, I know I learned to harmonize in the church. Yeah. They, they said, here's your part. You're the alto. Right. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of that, mostly because the, uh, the piano was usually out of tune, and so we didn't use the piano most of the time. So it was about using the voices in the in the church. What we had uh, the the Amen corner, the sisters in the Amen corner. They could hold four point harmony all by themselves. So yeah, it was about the, you know, you you your ear kind of, you know, you you tune into that to where the harmonies are. So it's very natural for me now, to sing harmony. Well, and um, from a songwriting and a craft perspective, um, I was reading that. Uh, you feel like you're you're even entering in a new era of songwriting and and maybe telling more about your own story mm -hmm. and tell me a little bit about that i think that's you know that's about living when you when you've done some living you got something to say it really is i remember singing being um, a blues blues singer in a blues band uh early on in my you know, 19 Riverburn, <laughs> and, uh, and, and really it was about just going through the motions as a, as a singer in front to, fronting the band. Learning to perform. Right, it was about the performance. 
And then later on, I remember feeling that, that click when you, you, you get to a place where you find you have something to say. And I started writing more, writing more blues, blues songs. And, uh, yeah. Well, Is it hard to talk about your own life? Is it hard? It was at first, yeah, because I'm a, a very private person, and I grew up really quiet and shy. Yeah, so it was at first, but after a while, you realize you realize that your story is not the only story. I, I find that when I'm on stage, I can tell a story of, based on my own life, and then it's, it's someone else tells me that that's my story too, like what we just found out right. about. Right, we share something in yeah, common. Yeah, we, we all have something in common. It's the human experience. That's what we're here to do, is experience that. Do people come af- up ap- to you after a show and say, that resonated with me, or that, that's my life too? All the and time. All the time. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's very validating, that I'm in the right place. I'm doing the right thing. And your, your last album was uh, Joy. Joy Comes, comes Back. Comes Back. Yeah. Yeah, that was after going through a really, really tough time with my now ex, but we're really good friends now, and we share a daughter together. It's nice that you can get to that place in a relationship. It was a real journey, though, and, uh, you know, but it was worth going through. You You can't put it away and try to go around it, but I had to go through it, and that's where this album came from just going through it and realizing that there's joy, there's joy in here. There's joy, not, Does come not back. just on the other side, but there's joy every, in every step. You find something every day. Even if, for me, it was about um, the, you know, the little time I could have with my, my daughter. I learned so much about how to be present with that little bit of time that I have. And it was a huge lesson for me as a musician who's moving around and traveling all the time. She taught me how to play. I had forgotten how to play. Just be on the floor and play for 10 minutes, 15. Just enjoy yourself yeah. in the moment. Yeah. Well, uh, someone told me once that uh, when you're going through something, that you're focused on your experience, but the, the other person in that equation needed to learn a lesson too. And if you think in terms of this is my lesson, but they were learning an equally important lesson on their end, mm-hmm. it, it makes the human experience sound a little more interesting. You know, it's Very we're true. all on our own journeys. Yeah. Um, but getting through things like that can be really hard. But like you said, when you come out on the other end, it uh, can be very satisfying. Yeah, you learn so much more about yourself. That's what happens, too. So do you like uh, performing in the studio? Do you like recording in the studio when you're there? Is it? Honestly, I like performing for live audiences. Mm-hmm. I do. Because there's something about uh, the energy in the room that I, I pick up on. And, and it's about every, everyone experiencing the energy in the room and, and the, what I want to say, um, the vibration, you know, that comes not just from the music, but looking into someone's eyes when they're, they're sitting in front of me and, and watching them experience the song and every note. To me, that's, it was something that um, Pete Seeger used to teach me. I had a chance to sit with Pete Seeger when I lived in New Jersey, New York area. And, uh, and, that, and that was the one, one thing that he, I remember him really emphasizing about being a singer. It's not just about you being on stage. It's about bringing the audience in the room with you. You know, 
It's about everyone experiencing that, that moment. Well, I can tell you when you were singing that it sort of gave me chills. So that's that powerful voice and, and the, the lyrics that you were singing. When you were singing, it felt like you meant it, like you meant oh, every yeah. word you said. Oh, I'll, yeah, you won't see me up there if <laughs> I don't mean it. Yeah. Say what you mean, mean what you say. It's, yeah, that's important to me. And it's, it's not that I have a message. It's, what is it, um, um, uh, Sister Mavis Staples, you know, she says, I'm just going to keep singing as long as I have something to say. And I feel very much the same way. New, a new album on the horizon at some point? Maybe at some point. Right now I'm just so enjoying um, kind of slowing down from being on the road every week weekend and spending more time with my daughter she she'll be eight. Your oh, eight yeah she'll Eight's be a eight great in age. a few months and and uh so she's at that you know she's at that place where i just want to watch her experience everything you teaching her guitar a little bit when she can sit still long enough yeah but um she's got her own path and i, I want to watch that and, and just clear the way for her to figure that out maybe there's a song there too somewhere i hope so I do. Well, Ruthie, it was just a pleasure having you in the studio. Thank you. Um, it was just uh, wonderful, obviously. A phenomenal woman and a phenomenal musician. Thank you. Um, we wish you the best, and we hope you come back. I look forward to it. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.